Hi, and welcome to Alchemy of Genres. This is Selena Davidson coming to you from the South Brunswick Public Library, your friendly neighborhood library, and, or maybe not your friendly neighborhood library, but we're friendly and we're in a neighborhood. So, hey, you can be our friend too. I don't know why I'm quoting Mr. Rogers right now. Ignore me. It's okay. We're going with light and funny reads for adults this time. I tried to make this not just laugh out loud funny because I've done a laugh out loud hysterical over the top things. And there might be some crossover because I did that list a year ago. Um, but I tried to make sure I added some new and different things as well as maybe taking a different spin on it. So again, light and funny reads. So not everything is laugh out loud funny because everybody's sense of humor is slightly different. But it's got a sense of lightness to it. So you might enjoy it. You can just have fun with it. And you might giggle a little or might go later go, huh, that was really funny if you didn't laugh out loud while it was happening. So we will start with R.J. Blaine. And R.J. has quite a few titles. And I will preface this with saying, be careful not to read too many Blaine books in a row. They are like candy. You might enjoy them, but too many in a row is not good. But carefully consumed, a bit at a time, mwah, fun treat. The, down, the problem is if you start to read too many in a row, which has happened to me, then they can kind of blend. Uh, she has a style of writing and a style of character that is feels to same same if you read too many in a row but if you're just reading them here and there and enjoying the characters they're fun the main series she has is sort of very roughly a series it's kind of like magical adventure with a little mayhem um something to that effect but it's not really a series because most of them are each individually different titles and every once in a while you'll get one that's got a couple of sequels to a specific adventure. So be aware the first two titles are by R.J. Blaine and they have nothing to do with each other. They're just set in that same universe. Uh, it's, the first one is called Blending In which ended up it's kind of a Christmassy story but I really enjoyed it. It is the story of Mariah who, thanks to a divine curse, whenever she comes near anyone she finds attractive, she turns into a chameleon. And she can't help it. She just is. So now she's forced to work with Chase Butler, who is all she dreams of, because he's dreamy. And she's unable to do more than blink or ask for cuddles as a lizard. She is initially just hiding the fact that she turns into a lizard, but then she's forced to work with him uh, directly. Her life right now. She's trying to get a Christmas puppy for her son, deal with a divine, as in godly, godlike powers, ex, who is her son's father, and help Mr. Butler uncover who is embezzling from his company. But also she has to come clean about the fact that she turns into a chameleon whenever he's around. Excuse me, whenever he's around. So be aware I'm going to keep working and it's still me inside here but I'm a chameleon and I'm sorry and maybe we could still have a relationship can we find a way to break this curse I don't know 
but I'm really curious. It, it's a fun, light story with puppies and navigating dating and all of those things, but also with this person who just turns into a chameleon at a moment's notice and the antics that ensue from there. And it's a very quick read because it was a, basically a Christmas story. The second one by R.J. Blaine that I grabbed was called Serial Killer Princess, which doesn't sound like a funny title, but it really kind of is. Tulip is the child of a mermaid and a gorgon, which is definitely an odd combo because gorgons eat snakes and mer people are like, you know, fish. Well, no, mer people eat snakes. Gorgons have snakes on their heads. And Gorgons love to eat fish, and people are kind of fish-like. So it doesn't seem like it would work. But her parents, who were never married, but were her parents, did have a child, and that's her. So she's an odd combo. She has no desire to take over as the ruler of the people. Her mother is the leader, so she should be taking over. She can barely swim. She doesn't want any part of it. Now she's caught her father's abs... She... Bleh, I can't speak... Her absent father has suddenly decided or realized that she exists. It's been a little bit since I read it, so I'm not quite sure of the distinction. Either way, her absent father is now back in the picture. And she is worried about yet another set of familial demands. Plus, there is the small matter of her being a serial killer. She kills bad guys um, who do bad things. So she's a serial killer of serial killers. But still, not something people are like, hey, yeah, that's my child. They're an infamous serial killer. You should watch out for them. So what would her parents do if they found out? And worse, what would her father's hot bodyguard think? How can she keep her secrets when she melts into a pile of goo whenever he's around? It's another fun, light story um, dealing with her parents and the, her mixed heritage, who she is, what her powers are, lots of magical adventures abound and silliness um it is fun and light enjoy both of those i found on um amazon but i believe you can get her titles almost anywhere i found them in um barnes and noble as well mostly i find them as ebooks but they might be available for you to purchase as a real book i'm not sure next title is nailed which is number two in the Four Bears construction series by K.M. Newhold. All of the books in this series can be read alone, or you can be like me and just read them in order because it's a thing. This one is the funniest one in the series. It's, it's mostly just a romance series, and this is also a romance, but this one is the funniest in the series, and it, and it just struck me. So, Stone is hilarious as a character, he is always getting quotes wrong, and he just has a wicked, twisted sense of humor, which I like. So, as evidence of his craziness, he decides, because his neighbor hates me, his neighbor has taken an instant hatred for him. The minute he moved in, he's like, ugh, I hate you. So he decides, well, he already hates me. Let me see if I can drive him completely insane. I'm going to give him a million reasons to hate me. Things like mowing the lawn at 6 a.m. on a Saturday. Having a party and 
inviting a petting zoo and not telling anybody. And oh, by the way, the goats are eating plants in your yard. Things like that. Um, The goat actually eats his neighbor's underwear while he's wearing them because he got up to yell about why are there goats in my yard? And the goat's like, oh, I like your boxers and stole them from him. So there's a lot of funny moments and Stone as a character is funny. The neighbor's name is Dare and they have a lot of that angry, I hate you, but I really like you energy going. So you've got some hot, angry sex, some sweet bonding over puppy dogs because Dare has a puppy dog and Stone wants a puppy dog. And also Dare's dog is always wandering over to Stone's house because why not? Extra treats and an extra person to cuddle with when my human's busy. So if, if you want a great book that's perfect for a night of turning off the brain and enjoying some laughs, I definitely recommend Nailed. If it's not your cup of tea, that's fine. That's fine too. Gail Carriger, the Parasol Protectorate, first book is called Soulless. I have mentioned this series before, so I will just say it is perfect for someone looking for a mix of silliness with solid characters and sly social commentary. If you haven't heard about this series, definitely look it up. I highly recommend it. I will read pretty much read anything Carriger writes. She's awesome. Fangs by Sarah Anderson is a graphic novel that is a funny and sweet story of a romance between a vampire woman and a werewolf guy. It all starts in a bar when he overhears her choosing dogs over cats in a casual conversation with friends. Which do you prefer? Kind of thing. I laughed and I swooned while reading this because it was just so fun and so good. Scenes like him waking up the morning after their first night together and opening the curtains dramatically, completely forgetting about the whole issue with sunlight and vampires. And then the next scene is him putting burn cream apologetically on and apologizing (laughs) profusely for forgetting that sunlight is not good for vampires. It's very sweet and full of humor and I highly recommend it. It's a very quick read. It's a quick graphic novel and I adore it. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy by Douglas Adams. Again, it's a classic funny sci-fi novel. It's also a radio series and a movie. Silly and absurd. Highly recommended. Many people have already read it, but if you haven't, you should try it. Discworld by Terry Pratchett. Another classic that I've talked about multiple times and I'm sure I'll talk about again because it's awesome. It is the quintessential humorous fantasy series, and I am not the only one who loves it, although I do. You should check out the books, which can be read in any order, which is very nice. It's very British, very funny, very awesome. Pick one, anyone. And there's even some movies that have been made of it, and there's a new TV series called The Watch, based on uh, a series of the books within the Discworld universe. So, there you go. Alan Dean Foster, Spellsinger. This is a really, really old series. The first book came out in 1983, so yeah. Maybe it hasn't aged well. I haven't reread it in a while. It might be fine, but I've been burned before, so just putting it out there in case it didn't age well, because I can't tell off the top of my head. The basic story is Jonathan Thomas Merriweather wants to be a rock god, but he's actually a janitor. And when he gets high one night, he's accidentally sent to another dimension where suddenly he has magic through his music, but he can't control it. 
lots of silly musical moments, especially since the people in this world have no idea what he's singing. And also he's a terrible singer and he's using his guitar lute thing. Rehoster builds a solid series foundation and takes you on a journey as Meriwether learns and grows and builds a life in this strange new world. It might be hard to find, but if you can find it, give it a shot. There's a lot of funny moments. There will be some nostalgic moments, especially for old people, because it was made in the 80s. And so a lot of the musical references are either classic old songs or top 80s hits. But either way, the people on the planet don't get it. The world don't get it. Universe don't get it, whatever. But if you don't know the songs, you might not get it either. So, hey, if you don't know the song, you can YouTube it and see if you know the song and then you'll get the humor. Next book is by Christopher Moore, and it's called Lamb, the Gospel According to Biff, Christ's Childhood Pal. As evidenced by the title, this is a funny take on the life of Jesus, specifically the missing years from 18 to 30, before he gets involved in the Bible thing. You know, you have him as a young child, and then suddenly you don't hear about him again until he's spreading the gospel. So, Biff's his childhood pal Biff is going to give you what happened to him in those missing years. If you are sensitive to religious humor and poking fun at tropes and religion in general, don't read this because that's what it is. It's making fun of things that some people don't like thinking, don't like being made fun of. But if you can take it with a grain of salt and enjoy the humor of it, you will enjoy it. If you can appreciate a miraculous journey of magic, healings, kung fu, corpse reanimations, demons, and hot babes, you will enjoy this book. But again, it's not everyone's cup of tea. I definitely enjoyed it. Putting it out there, give it a shot. Christopher Moore has a tendency to write really quirky, humorous books. So you can't go wrong with any of his books, really. Bridget Jones's Diary by Helen Fielding. This is kind of on many go-to humor lists, so I wanted to briefly bring it up. I've probably mentioned it before. It's full of self-doubt, relationship, and situational humor, learning to love yourself. If you want to read the book or watch the movie, they are equally fun. Turn your brain off, have some fun, and a couple of laughs. Highly recommended. The Lightning Struck Heart by T.J. Klune. This is another title I've mentioned many times. So I will quickly say that Clune is really good at nuanced and yet downright ridiculous stories. This is one of his earlier works, but I do love it. The book and the audio are equally awesome. Lots of literal laugh out loud moments as you watch the romantic ideals clash with chivalric duties while following a young wizard, a hot knight, a half ogre, and a hornless gay unicorn on their journey to rescue the prince. It's not... It, it does that really cool balancing act between straight up idiot humor of slapstick and silliness and some sly commentary and then grounding it back into real life events of having to go rescue the prince and people being mean and terrible things happening and, and heartbreak and all of that. So fun. Tell Me It's Real is another T.J. Klune book, another fun story, 
that I've, again, talked about before, but I'm going to mention it because it's one of my favorites. This one is reality-based instead of fantasy, all told from the point of view of Paul Auster, who is sure that beautiful Vince Taylor is way too good to be true. This is the start of the At First Sight series, but you can read just one and not read the others. Or maybe if you have better impulse control than I do, you can read just one and not read the others. I immediately read all three, bought the audio, and then listened again, because that is my issue. But really funny. Again, there's some laugh out loud moments, but there's also some heartbreaking moments of, of just life that gets to you. Another old series, another fine myth from the Myth Adventures series by Robert Asprin. Another, like I said, really old. I think it came out in the early 90s, late 80s, something like that. Not enough good humorous sci-fi and fantasy, in my opinion. When I went looking to make this list, there's just not enough good stuff. So I went back to some old stuff. It's really good. You should like it. Suffice to say, this is another example of silliness balanced with great stories, character development, and world building. Basis of the storyline is a young wizard whose mentor dies in the middle of a lesson, leaving him stranded with an interdimensional traveler called a demon who has been stripped of all of his magic so he can't go home and he has no magic so he has to he takes on the burden of training but also is trying to reverse the spell that the teacher cast just before he died so the antics of the two of them together the one is Oz A-A-H-Z and Skeev and their adventures and as he's growing and learning and progressing in his magic. They're just awesome. I do love them very much. The Purloined Poodle by Kevin Hearn. Hearn usually writes fantasy adventure or sci-fi, but the character of Oberon, the Irish wolfhound companion to druid Atticus O'Sullivan, has stolen the heart of every reader of the Iron Druid series. This is one of several silly adventures that he wrote with the point of view of Oberon, the dog. This one is a nod to Sherlock Holmes. He's got to go find the stolen poodle who is a hot mama that he's interested in, but also he wants to rescue her and keep her safe. So really fun and a quick read. As far as I know, it was only available as an ebook, but you might be able to find it somewhere if you are really lucky. Alice Winters. I have spoken of this author many times, and she has many series that are very funny. I grabbed just one at random, which is Happy Endings. This is funny, light, and engaging. Winters excels at, at just fun stories that you can... They have a serious part to them, but they also trip through really lightly. So it'll be like a deep dive into something traumatic and then back for a lot of humor to make you laugh out of the moment of oh dear god that's what happened to you in your past and oh okay now we're going to go back to the humor it's it's a roller coaster ride and it's kind of fun happy endings is the story of a mage and a demon who have been bound together for centuries but are now realizing how deep their bonds go they are also searching for a killer tied to their past and they're trying to figure out if they can let go and move on and maybe progress this relationship from friendship to more than friendship. And also if they could find the killer before he kills them. 
lots of funny situations, suspenseful plot, lowbrow humor right off the bat. The audiobook is also really fun. Undead and Unwed um, by Mary Janice, I think, Davidson. This is a fun and silly story of a girl who accidentally becomes not only a vampire, but a prophesied super vampire, immune to churches and holy water and things like that. And this is also the story of her irreverent and selfish seeming point of view, which provides a lot of situational humor, a lot of modern girl protesting classic tropes. And I always, in my head, she sounds like a valley girl, like, I don't understand what is wrong with you. It's funny to me. I really enjoyed these. And of course, there's the, you know, really hot vampire that she's attached to and wants to be part of his life. But also, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with all these weird things that come with being a vampire. I I just want to live my life and wear cute shoes and pretty outfits and move along. Too Many Curses by A. Lee Martinez. Margul the Horrendous. Let's say that again. Margul the Horrendous takes pride in never killing his enemies, instead transforming them and trapping them in his castle. Nessie is a kobold with no power except of organization who tends to the household upkeep. But when Margul dies, everything starts to fall apart. Nessie finds herself surrounded by monsters, curses, a door that should never be opened, and one very deadly wizardess. Nessie isn't mighty or magical, just sensible and caring, but she is determined to keep everyone safe and the castle clean. But beating back the forces of darkness is hard and will require help from all the castle residents, and things may get messy, which is hard to deal with when you're in charge of keeping things clean. This is a really fun light story, and I really liked Nessie and her pragmatic approach to life in in general. And she's like, oh, well, that's the knight who was transformed into a gnat. And I will make sure that he has his, fro- his little fruit thing to eat off of. And, and there's that other thing. And she's just so pragmatic and casual about every cursed being in the castle. It, it kind of is fun. Bring Me the Head of Prince Charming by Robert Zelazny. Another really old book. Came out in 91. But still fun. Azzy Elbub is a demon. He has his sights set on the Millennial Evil Deeds Award given to the being who acts to do the most towards reshaping the world in an evil direction. But his evil plans are not working as he intended at all. It's been a long time since I read it, and I'm kind of feeling the need to reread it because I realized it's a three-part, it's a trilogy, and I only read books one and two of the trilogy a million years ago. So I will be rereading this and hopefully enjoying it. I kind of skimmed through it again to see what it was like, and I still had funny moments. So this is one of those lighthearted, give it a shot kind of books. It's old. You probably can find it still like used bookstore on Amazon or something. Red Shirts by John Scalzi. Scalzi has written a fun story that is loosely based on the ideas from Star Trek, as in the Red Shirts are the ones that get killed every time they're on an away mission. But it's also kind of a bit of an Ouroboros thing, 
with like the snake that eats its tail because as the story goes in the beginning it's them trying to figure out they're realizing that the red shirts have a high mortality rate and they're trying to figure out what's happening and why and the why the ship works the way it does it's very weird and the more they find out the more they realize that this isn't that their reality is a tv show that was written hundreds of years ago and so there's this fourth wall breaking thing but it's also characters becoming aware that they are on a show and determined to rally and petition for better writing and less death while still somehow being part of the show so it was a lot to wrap my brain around I did enjoy it but it gets more and more self-aware and the more self-aware characters trying to get better writing by talking to writers and giving examples of the terrible things they've put them through. Can't you do better? Yeah, my brain. Ow, it hurts. But still, a fun uh, book. Just a bit of a brain buster. You have to get your brain wrapped around the layers in this so that is the podcast for today i hope you enjoyed it i hope you find some new books that you haven't tried before or some old favorites that you've forgotten about and check them out from your local library or your local bookstore or order them from amazon and barnes and noble if that's the only access you have go for it some are only available as ebooks, so you might have to get them from like a Nook or um, Amazon Kindle. And otherwise, just enjoy, read, have fun. Next month, we are looking at uh, darker stories because it is October. So I will see you the next time. Thank you for listening. Support your local library. Have a good day. <laughs>